It can be hard finding stylish glasses for your kids. Jonas Paul Eyewear makes it easy with risk-free trial kits delivered right to your door. And they're super affordable. Visit JonasPaulEyewear.com today and use promo code THELUCKYFEW to get 15% off your first order. Hey friends, welcome to the Lucky Few podcast where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Heather. Mercedes. And Micah. And friends, you are listening to the very first episode of season three. (gasps) Season three, episode one. And I'm excited for this season because it's a season that we're going to be going deep on what it means to own your influence. And to shout the worth of people with Down syndrome in the spaces that you already inhabit. Are you girls excited about this? So thrilled. I'm yes. excited. Okay. We're inhabiting spaces and talking about it. Yes, we are. And we're <laughs> celebrating people in our community who are using their voices in their spaces. And we cannot wait to share all that with you. And we are. You guys, we're just thrilled to be here for another season. Another season. Another season. Another season of us singing, singing awkwardly <gasps> about things that Three. it just doesn't make sense. We feel uncomfortable after we do it. Every time. Every time. <laughs> like and right we're now. like, why did I right. just do that? Why did I sing? Season Spaces three. Spaces you inhabit. Why did I do three that? Three good friends. <laughs> And we, we all regret all of it already. <laughs> I love it. Why have we started this entire season out this way? Um, but we are thrilled <laughs> and we are grateful, friends, that you're here with us. And we're grateful that we are here together celebrating World Down Syndrome Day, which it is today. Happy World Down Syndrome Day. He's going to do drum, like drum. drums on the table. World Down Syndrome Day. World Down Syndrome Day. So World Down Syndrome Day, I think everyone listening knows, but maybe not. And if you don't, 321, because there's three copies of the 21st chromosome. So all, all around the world, people are celebrating Down Syndrome mm-hmm. on March 21st, which is this day. Today. Drop in episode one. Yes. Like it's our job. Like it is our job. It's sort of our job. Yeah. Starting to be. I mean, we don't really get paid. No. But we, if you want to help us with that, give us a shout. We wouldn't mind it being like a job with like a salary. What? That, yeah. that, I, let's work towards that, okay. right. ladies. Okay. Okay. So we're here. And so that's what we want to say. Yeah. And we want to say happy World Down Syndrome Day, friends. Mm. And we want to say welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. All right, friends, we are here, World Down Syndrome Day, and it was a year ago today we launched the podcast. That's exciting. Happy one year anniversary. anniversary. You ladies are wonderful and have impacted me, and all these episodes have helped me to grow and be a narrative shifter and really own that some more. So thank you. Yeah. Co-host. Mercedes, I I feel yeah. the same. Amen and amen. amen. Absolutely. I I do feel like I this is this is such a delight and a joy to do this podcast yes. with you girls. I always tell my friends who ask me about it, like I just can't imagine two people who I want to hang out with more, who I laugh with more. I 
it it is <laughs> like meeting a deep it's meeting a I deep that. place in me yeah. and also i think as a as a mom i I'm getting to do research and learn mm-hmm. and talk to these experts and I'm getting to do it like in this format mm-hmm. and being with people I love. Um, I just feel super grateful. I need to say something real quick. <gasps> say it. On that note, Micah. So we all play a role on the Lucky View podcast and I do appreciate your gift and role that you play, Micah, of researching and helping us organize our episodes through script. That's right. And um, yeah, you keep us in line. It's true. I think in paper. Yeah. (laughs) If you're going to have a team, you got to have someone on the team. You can't just have dreamers. Like not that you're not. You You got to have the doer (laughs) and the person who does it. Well, I think, I mean, I would, I would organize things, but you guys would be like, none of this makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very confused. (laughs) You, we've got a lover a dreamer and a shaker and i i think of myself less as a doer and more of like a very anxious person who needs to put it down on paper who needs to have structure to feel good about it i gotta control my friends yes i gotta control my friends i love it we will be controlled thank you um but i echo your guys' sentiments i love freaking love doing this with both of you and Mm. i love you guys need to know who are listening like it is fun and easy and not mm. all work things can be. And so yeah. it's every minute of it is enjoyable mm-hmm. and like just easy. You guys are easy to work with. It's mm. great. Cheers. You're so easy. Cheers. Cheers, cheers with our microphones. Cheers. Boom. Oh, <laughs> can you that guys hear that? Cheers. <laughs> we are. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we haven't been together in a while. I know. Let's do a little, a quick 30 to 60 second. It can be longer. Okay. What's new? What's been happening in life? And that's obviously a huge question. But what's something that you that's happened since our last season mm-hmm. with you personally, your family? Mm. Anyone? I've I've been um, I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on a couple of new projects that I'm mm-hmm. excited about. Um, I'm potty training Ace. <gasps> Good job, Micah. Starting early or right yes. on time. Yeah, I mean, I, it's technically right on time. I think so. He's yeah. he's gonna be four soon. Okay. And so, um, and it's been like you know, sort of. He's been sitting on the potty yeah. from time to time yeah. for a while. Well, you had a good news last season yeah, about him pooping on the he, toilet. It was like yeah, just out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. we were like sitting on it for fun, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And he did it. So this is, um, you know, it's slow going, but he is. He's doing it. He's doing it, and he's not anxious. And I feel like in my old life, <laughs> my yes. like prior <laughs> children. I had a lot of anxiety about potty training and mm-hmm. I pushed it onto them. And I feel like it's going really, really relaxed and that. sweet. And I feel really thankful for that. Good. Yeah. I love that. Mercy, you want to tell us what you've been up to? Dolan. up to? Um, Sunflower, Rhodes, and Shepherd are doing amazing. Um, we just, uh, which we'll talk about more, but just completed our third completed but just finished up our third dear mom conference so i feel like we are now on like a little bit of vacation and then getting back to it Mm -hmm. of what we want dear mom to be our next one and excited about that excited about the podcast and andy and i are fabulous um 
what have we been up to? Just enjoying our family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The same old, same old with sprinkle of lots of shouting of worth through <laughs> our podcasts and through Dear Mom. So, yes, okay. plan- we're happy. Planet Conference is no small feat. No. It is a time suck. I, it I is. think that's what you've been up to. Yes, <laughs> for sure. So, I feel like um, it was a couple of weeks ago. So, I feel like we're just now coming out of the cloud. Yeah. What about you, Heather? What you been up to? You guys, we um, launched a YouTube channel today. Yes. And that was a big undertaking. Uh, so if you want to go see my face. <laughs> lots of you your could, face. It is. You could go over to YouTube in search of The Lucky Few. Mm-hmm. It may just be The Lucky Few on YouTube. That's our channel. Okay. Perfect. And check it out. Our first episode's up. And um, my first episode's with Truly. I interview Truly. I love That's it. so cool. Yeah. And the premise is asking. I sit down interview style and ask people what does it mean to them to be a part of the lucky few? So everyone gives their own description of that. So that was fun. That was a big undertaking and super fun. August started TK, which is transitional kinder. I think it's mostly a California thing. Yeah, it is. And I can talk about it another time and explain all of it, but he's at the same school as Macy now. And that's that's a journey. (laughs) (laughs) School transitions are a journey. We have such a good team. And the principal at our school is pure gold and i'm so thankful for him Mm. and that's what i'll say um so there's it's hopeful and we are we're good but it's hard it's so freaking hard um and everyone else is great mason's dancing her little heart out at hip-hop she's slaying it truly speaking espanol like a pro doing gymnastics so awesome growing she's so tall jumping very bouncy (laughs) very bouncy (laughs) yeah we're doing great we got i mean we've got so much going on yeah all the time all the time when does that change that's That's what i want to know thing yes right so much going on and it's good stuff yes andy and i always will be like we're just in a season and blah blah and i'm like honey i think we gotta stop saying that i think we're doers yeah and it's and we've got small kids and we're it's all the mm-hmm. things and I think it's just our life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that no that's, longer a season. That's really something that I've come to see. And it does I mean the season does change. I we've just entered a time, you know, I have a ten year old, an eight year old, and then Ace who's almost four. And we're finally sleeping through the night. And that's a what? new amazing thing, right? Yes. Like for ten years, Chris and I haven't slept through the night. We've had some really hard sleeper issues with our kids. And now we are. And that feels like a new world. It's a so, new yeah, world. Yeah. Are you in that world too, Heather? We are sleeping through the night. I mean, my kids are the same age. It's essentially 10, mm-hmm. 7, and 5. Yeah. And it's such a different season. It is like that. those first five years, I always tell people, and you're in it. I tell you this mm-hmm. all the time, Mercedes. Like the five and under, ages five and under with multiples, and even with one. You're back to back too. In it. You're yeah. just in it. You're just mm-hmm. in it. And it's all consuming and it's unbelievably boring and so... Um, overwhelming at the exact same time <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like the mundane with keeping humans alive and there's so much to do and you can't get to it but you're like what have I done all day yep. and it, it yep. feels like sometimes like I'm in that one spot where is it in Bali where all the spider monkeys are around <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like, they just like you guys know out there what I'm talking your hat about and yeah just like, doing stuff and you're just smashing trying to bananas like in your take face. a photo real quick and they're like just yeah spider monkeying all over you that's what my life is i feel like that's a good visual that's really good but i i think (laughs) i do think like that we i mean all three of us are doers Mm -hmm. and that that's really good to know about ourselves yeah i think one of the things i've been learning and what i'm trying to write about 
um, because I'm working on this new book project and trying to write about what ACE has taught me about moving slowly through the world. Mm. And um, that I think a lot of the time, the hustle, as we understand it, is a lie. Mm -hmm. And it's not giving us life. Mm -hmm. And so maybe this is another episode. Mm -hmm. But like, I think it's really important to stop and say, why am I running around crazy? Mm-hmm. Why am I in Bali with the spider monkeys? <laughs> and because maybe, they are my children. <laughs> oh, oh my wait, dang it. Because They're I have kids. to. <laughs> but Andy, what have we done? <laughs> there's like, I do think that there is like, there's, I'm learning like how to go to bed. And that's a really, that's new for me. Mm. I have spent much of my life choosing not to sleep and choosing to work harder. Yes. And like, just, there, I think there are ways to accept this is my life and it's crazy mm-hmm. and I'm out of control. And there are ways to go, hey, but I'm doing these five things that are not me and they're not life-giving. And mm-hmm. um, and I'm letting this other stuff that I really care about kind of pass me by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that segues us even into talking about this, what we're talking about this episode and for the whole season about owning your influence. Because I my conversation often with Josh is, like our family is our career and our career is our family. Mm-hmm. We're in this weird space. Mm-hmm. And I find having a child with Down syndrome, two children with Down syndrome, that I a lot of the things that we're doing, it isn't necessarily a choice, right? Like yeah. we, it's like a necessity. Mm-hmm. And so right. part of the hustle, and I think that's where you have to figure out the balance, but part of the hustle is in the beginning years, like therapy and doctor's appointments. And mm-hmm. I mean, both my kids had open heart surgery and Mason mm-hmm. was like, you know, for two and a half years, medically fragile and all those things. And you just don't get to choose it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah. I know all three of us in this space, um, you like you down syndrome chose you innocence and then you choose to step into it in a different capacity right. Right. as an influencer. And we're going to talk this season about how basically if you have a child with down syndrome, you are influential, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's period. Yes. You don't have to do mm-hmm. anything fancy or special, but all three of us are choosing to do above and beyond above and beyond is the wrong word no we're going beyond waking up and raising our kids with down syndrome mm-hmm. we're right. choosing a career path mm-hmm. right and there's i think there is a way to look at it ways yeah yeah go. there's a way of like we're all we all of us have been given a child or two with <laughs> down syndrome mm-hmm. and you there's there's going deep and there's going spreading out mm-hmm. and um everybody can go deep and mm-hmm. that depth is really, that's the rootedness and root systems are what change everything. Yeah. And so for every person who, who wants to be an influencer, a shadow of worth, for people with Down syndrome, going deep with your family, like mm-hmm. caring for your family in, your, in however small your spaces are, like being a shadow of worth, like that's one way. And then there's like the spreading out way. Right. And we're, so for us, we're spreading ourselves out in these particular ways. Yeah. And that is how we see as a calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not that spreading out is like better right. than going deep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. It's different. It's and just there's choice. just, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's, there's, I've, I forgot what I was going to say. No, but it was great. really profound. That it was, was profound. <laughs> what you already said was wide. profound. It was very profound. So let's talk about that in, with us, each individuals. How answering that question? How are we owning our influence? What does that mean to you, ladies? And 
and I'm going to go first. Do it. Because <laughs> I'm ready to talk about it. So like I said, my my work is my job and my family, and my family is my work, and it's such a privilege. And so I've, I didn't intend to adopt a child with Down syndrome, and then it, everything kind of happened to me. I think a lot of people can relate to that, but like everything, I feel like it all happened to me. Mm-hmm. And even then with um, social media, none of it was intentional. Josh and I have been, it's all been reactional. And so we started a Instagram account with no intention of it being anything. And then it turned into something mm-hmm. that then led to a thing that led to a thing that led to a thing. So it led to me being an author and a speaker and an influencer on social media, a podcaster, now a YouTuber, um, and in the Down syndrome space. Like that mm-hmm. is my topic, you yeah. know? And it's interesting that I just never would have, I didn't pursue any of it. Yeah. I, I run a retreat. And everything just happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm just realizing a lot about myself, too. Like, I am a dreamer, and I do want to step into things. Um, and so I I feel for me personally, the idea of owning my influence is just being hyper aware that I have it. Like, people are yeah. listening to what I'm saying. Um, people are looking to me for advice or for comfort or whatever it might be. And I unbelievably honored and privileged to do that and I often feel like when I when mom is contact me and have a kind thing to say um like we just we just got a comment yesterday on a post of a mom that said um Josh posted something in about me and she said this is why we didn't have an abortion and it's like I love that oh <sighs> like I don't I just don't know how to hold it and yeah. I and people will come up like at dear mom conference earlier this month like just walk up to me and start crying. And mm, like amazing. a woman said to me, you gave me the courage I couldn't have. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. And I don't share all this to be braggy. I, like I honestly share it to be like, I every day I'm waking up in my house and I'm making oatmeal and scrambling eggs mm-hmm. and getting my kids to school. And I forget, I can forget. And because it's just, I'm just a normal person doing normal life, right. but intentionally trying to put things into spaces. Yeah. Um, and it's just my heart you know i feel like i'm not trying i'm not doing anything above and beyond i'm just like this is my heart this is my experience and i'm sharing it and it's impactful and i don't i don't know how to hold it right like it's Mm -hmm. so humbling and so it's such an honor Mm. so i don't know how to hold that but i want to keep doing it Mm. although sometimes we can talk about this i don't know if we talk about this later maybe on our last episode sometimes i do just want want to quit all of it because it's exhausting (laughs) yeah i know and just work at starbucks like mm-hmm. I don't, I can't hold everything for everybody. Well, and and I, it's, you're holding such big, like for people to tell you that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh. Like there's there, if you really grasped the pressure of like what your, your Instagram account is doing in the lives of the thousands of people who are looking at it, it would be too much for you to hold. Hmm. And so you shouldn't, you, you actually don't need to know all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to hold it because you are a human. And (laughs) it's just like too much, but it's like, I think there is, there's a balance there of like recognizing, recognizing the, like the value of what you do Mm -hmm. and, and also holding it loosely, like, because that's the, that also it can go to the place of like, it is so important. Like I am keeping people from terminating pregnancies or, you know, all of that stuff. power like yeah, it, there's yeah. power and greed right, and right. fame and, and i'm mm-hmm. important or or also like it's all on me yeah. right and neither of those things are healthy no. but it's um 
yeah, it's a challenge. I can see how challenging that would be for you mm-hmm. to hold all that. Yeah. And I think like at the end of the day, like I say to people, at the end of the day, my life is just very normal and basic. And mm-hmm. my kids keep me grounded and humbled. And my friends are have been my friends forever. And yeah. when I walk out my front door and I go to the grocery store, or I walk around town, no one knows who the bleep I am, you yeah. know? And so, yeah. and yeah. that's really good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really good for yeah. me because it reminds me of, oh, actually this isn't the goal. And then, you know, you step into an IEP or I would take Mason to dance class or like talk with friends or meeting new people at the park or whatever. And there's just this reminder, like whenever I want to quit, it's like a reminder of my kids are worth me continuing doing the work I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and I will, I will not stop because I can see some impact and it, they're worth it. You know, they're worth all the worth shouting and mm-hmm. narrative shifting and exhaustion. Mm-hmm. But it's also a privilege and it's, and it's also very fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yes. can be, yeah. you know? the connections and the spaces we've gotten to step into it's it's amazing okay passing the mic mercedes okay um for me influence i actually kind of ran from it for a little bit or i just was safe and felt good just having an instagram for sunflower which we started just basically so her birth family could follow her Mm -hmm. you know and it kind of just through great connection, I found um, more of a calling to use my voice, um, even though like I felt like I resonate with, with, with what you said, Heather, like it kind of in some ways found me. Mm-hmm. And then with like Dear Mom, that's something I more boldly intentionally stepped into with Amy. And um, I feel like the influence part, I still feel like I am an advocate, but I still feel like I'm working on being an advocate. Like I still feel like I know I'm a narrative shifter and I'm part of that process, you know, because I'm on a podcast and I run a conference, but sometimes it's like an outer body experience Mm -hmm. too because so much of my life is being a really normal mom with a five, four, and almost two-year-old that humble me daily because... Um, of just going out with them <laughs> in yeah. public yeah, <laughs> and the, the SHIT storm that we are, <laughs> you know, that I'm just kind of like, you guys humble me. I can't believe right. like I get to be called an advocate or an influencer because I do feel so ordinary. I, I pulled up a text cause a friend of mine texted me and was like, how are you doing mama? I haven't talked to her in a little while. She has a son with down syndrome who's nine and so we just check in on each other and i was like feeling drained feeling blessed and feeling like the weight of the world is on my shoulders mm. so basically it's a normal wednesday right yeah you know yeah. yeah and i think anytime for me and my personality and i think my dramatic um self anytime i do something extra so besides just taking care of my kids doing anything extra which i i guess me doing the podcast, doing mm-hmm. Dear Mom Conference, deciding to step out and doing something to spread the worth of my child, but also calls me away from my child, right. mm-hmm. feels like a lot. It feels mm-hmm. like, oh, I feel sometimes more drowning than thriving. You know yeah. how you're, you could say that, you know, I feel like I'm surviving, but you want to be thriving. Yeah. It does sometimes feel like kind of drowning more than thriving. But then that calls me, I'm like, why? what is that within me? Mm-hmm. Or... 
am I overthinking it? Am I complaining or am I kind of resisting this advocacy? Like, am I owning the joy that it brings in me to speak about sunflower, speak about the community I fell in love with before even adopting sunflower. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with the differently abled community way before and it was fun and I could step into it and I could volunteer in it, but then I would just then go back to my normal Mm -hmm. life of doing whatever and not, not actively advocating for it. Mm -hmm. You know, it was safe. Like I would show up, do this great youth group thing, go to camp with them, have my best buds and all that. And then just go home and go do college work and then got married to Andy. But I I wasn't actually feeling the way or Mm -hmm. even the pain of wins and losses when advocating like right so stepping right. into that it's been kind it's been a journey it's mm-hmm. been life-giving it's been exciting and it's also been totally growth worthy which i love actually i love to always be self-aware find out what i need to grow in and um finding your voice is scary yeah mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. and it, there's so i mean i think as moms who are stepping into this space that no one's really stepped into before. I mean, mm-hmm. being an influencer, being having this Instagram account with thousands of followers, having a YouTube station channel. What do the kids call it That's these days? Ch- the kids. <laughs> I call it a channel. <laughs> the youths. Okay. The youths. The youths. <laughs> um, the youths these days. The youths. Um, like all of that is, it's really unknown territory. Right. And I think that even psychologically, I, it's hard to know what it, it does to us to hold all of that, Mm -hmm. to hold the, the reality of all of the eyes that are looking on your Instagram accounts Mm -hmm. or like what it, like, yeah, you can't step away from that pressure to, because you want to be like an influencer Mm -hmm. and, but owning it, I think part of that is not just I think you kind of hear owning your influence as like seeing what your influence is and using it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I think there's also an owning aspect that is like seeing what it does to your soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And recognizing what it means for you to have rest from that. Mm-hmm. And like what you need in order to be wholehearted in the way that you're doing it. So so that you're not coming into that world of influence from like a like I'm barely surviving I'm gonna make it to another day but like I'm coming into it wholehearted in a healthy place so I know my intentions I know like even like the junk underneath like you know for me I have to think through yes this is this is the shadow side of me that really wants everybody to think I'm the coolest Mm -hmm. and wants everybody to be like, I wish I was her friend. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, that gets all tangled up Mm -hmm. when you're putting yourself out there with the part of you that is just as genuine of like, I'm here because I want to change the narrative about Mm -hmm. down syndrome. But yeah, it's also like, how cute am I? And, Mm -hmm. Oh, I hate, I hate my belly. Mm. in this picture or you know whatever it is and that's all tangled up and it's very complicated it is yeah the influencer idea and the social media idea it is the wild west yeah it it is is. it's so new and everything's changing and you just don't know and maybe tomorrow it's it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. you know like it's Mm -hmm. it's like that and i think what feels different as an influencer 
in the Down syndrome community based or compared to like a beauty influencer, right? Like fashion or, yeah. mm-hmm. or makeup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm and not bullet, bulleting that at all. Mm-mm. But it's like, you know, I feel like if it's fashion and makeup, then you can get real wrap, wrapped up in um, being the best and being the cutest. Mm-hmm. And then I think if you start to get wrapped up in like, well, my kid's the best and the cutest, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a second. We're now hitting this uh, wall in mm-hmm. development. Or like, the, like the, our kids are going to constantly bring us back to that's actually not what this is about, yes. right? Like it's yes. actually about letting the world know that there's an entire people group who is incredible, period, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the things my kids have taught me with anything. This, who they are is amazing. And yep. when I start to go like, well, but we need to be, or we need to reflect this, or we need to be this, like, wait a second. No, 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 that's not yeah. the point yeah. here. And I think there is a, a danger with Down syndrome because our kids are adorable. Freaking and adorable. so handsome oh. and beautiful mm-hmm. and funny mm-hmm. but like i i wrote an article when ace was a baby um that i just i as i typed it out i was like whoa i can't believe i just realized this or said this like how much i felt like everyone loved him everybody was just like he is so cute he's so adorable and it, having this realization like there's gonna be a day when he is not cute to anybody anymore Mm. he's going to get older and people love little kids with Down syndrome mm-hmm. and then they stop being adorable to everybody. And or they love big kids with Down syndrome who are appropriate and easy. Yes, and, yes. You know, who, yes. Whose tongues aren't hanging out of their mouth. Exactly, or who don't make you feel or, uncomfortable. Right. And um, and I think that that's a challenge too for those of us who are, we are intention, like, the why we're doing this is because we want to spread awareness about down syndrome but yeah it's really easy to to get caught up in the like oh my kid's the cutest and um and eventually that is that is surface level and it's gonna fall away mm-hmm. it's gonna fall away mm. it is good words micah yeah. and i and i want you to share your for influence. you oh yeah I feel like you're sharing a little bit there where, where like where your heart's at Um, yeah, you know, well, I feel like I'm in a different space a little bit from you guys, because when I, when I had ACE, I was in a different world, like a different online community Mm -hmm. where I was really, like I had been writing about faith and spiritual practices. And, you know, if you hang out with me for long, I, my jam is like to talk to you about what we need to do for your soul. You know, Mm -hmm. like how, how let's talk about it, girl. Mm -hmm. How are you going to find space to be alone? And, and that's what like my first book is about how finding spiritual practices, especially like ancient Christian spiritual practices really changed the way that I was a mother. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so, but I wrote about those kinds of things and I was like on Twitter and Facebook, not on Instagram, barely on Instagram. And, and then Ace was born and I started posting pictures of him and things started to shift where I was like, people wanted to see Ace mm-hmm. and I, and they didn't want to see like what I was right. You know, like here's me on the computer writing something. Nobody cared. <laughs> and, and so I was like, eventually like this is Ace's Instagram account, not me as a writer. Um, and so like, it's been a balance for me of, I, I really kind of developed two different worlds professionally of like, I have my down syndrome world where ace is is on instagram and where i've 
written articles about Down syndrome and and that sort of thing. And then I have this other world where I was writing among people, um, you know, in more of the Christian, like spiritual world. Hmm. And and so I've kind of I've I've struggled to know where I belong mm-hmm. and um, and where my writing belongs because mm-hmm. I want to write about ACE. And I and I also feel like in some ways, you know, the people who were reading me before I've been able to bring Down syndrome to them mm-hmm. and I've been able to have like good, good conversations in my writing about this world. And um, and ACE is he inspires me to write about um, and, and to look at faith in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, but, um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of being in like, you know, I'm, I'm on Instagram and I, I have plenty of followers, but it's not, I am not an influencer that people are like asking me to hold up Oreos. You know, and Oreos oh. are not paying me to eat them Girl, for them. Girl, they're not paying me either. Oreo, you may we, pay me. Oreos, please pay us. <laughs> we will do it for you. Um, but yeah, so I think for me, like in my space, and I think, uh, you know, we're talking a lot about our influence as that, as I was saying earlier, where you're spreading out, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, And so I, I feel like all of us have different places, like the ways that we are spreading out and and where i've found like of this following i have on instagram or found that the people who who read me before are interested um in how ace is affecting my life and also i have just like my community Mm -hmm. and my family right and um you know the gift of getting to be and just being a mom of a kid with down syndrome is you freaking go to the park right. with yeah. your kid. Right. Yeah. And when you show up at the park with your kid, you're saying something mm-hmm. because people notice mm-hmm. because they see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in some ways, and this is something that I really want our audience to hear is that living your life is being like, is being an influencer yes. and it's just about owning it. Yep. It's seeing it yeah. and recognizing yeah. that how you interact with your kid the joy on your face at the park or not the joy on your face, you know, <laughs> but like the, like the way that you love your kid in public influences people mm-hmm. though. And the way that you love your kid in your family or the way that you teach your family a, in terms of like, you know, you, the grandparents and the aunts and uncles, the way that you t- teach them to talk about, about people with Down syndrome or mm-hmm. the, like, you know, just the way that, giving your family the opportunity to love your child with down syndrome. I, my niece who's 15 is, um, she, I just, for her birthday, I sent her a little necklace with, um, the lucky few arrows on it. And she was super excited because she just is, she's passionate about ACE. She's passionate about, um, people with different abilities. She's been on this little, um, this, this kind of peer assistance team sort of thing at her school. And she talks about becoming a therapist. And I think that there's, everybody has a story like that because Mm -hmm. when you bring it, bring someone with Down syndrome into your life, like that, those roots are spreading out and they're affecting everybody. Yeah. And this season's exciting because we are talking to people who have, 
have either been strategic in having influence in the Down syndrome world or it's happened to them. We've got models, we've got, well, models, we have a model, yeah, a model. <laughs> besides us. And <laughs> we have a model, we have a musician, we have authors, we have um, mamas, and we have just a lot of different people on this season that we're super excited for you to listen to. And I, I know for myself and for all of us, though, it's our hope that when you listen every episode that you do feel inspired by their stories, but not inspired to do what they're doing, but inspired to be exactly who you are, where you're at. Yes. And to go out, you got to go outside your front door, you know, or mm-hmm. go, it, just everything Mike was saying, I don't need to repeat it. Amen to all that. Yeah. Uh, and, and that it doesn't matter like how impressive right. your spaces look to anybody else. Your spaces are yours and you have influence there. And, Owning it is just means like stepping into it. Um, and so we do want you to know that no matter where you are, how many followers you have, mm-hmm. how interesting your life seems to anybody else, you have a role to play in shifting the narrative around Down syndrome and your voice is important. And before we go into the season and are sharing these stories of the the authors and the and the model and the, you know, all of that. Um, we want we want you to hear your own stories. Yeah. And, um, and we want you to hear from all kinds of moms. So I'm excited today we are hearing from you all. Yay. Um, so I talked about it a little bit, but earlier this month we had Dear Mom Conference. And while we were there, us girls got an interview. Mm-hmm a bunch of wonderful moms and ask them this important question, um, what it meant, what it meant to them to be shouters of worth in their spaces. Mm-hmm. So everybody, this is exciting. We get to hear from them. We get to hear from them. And dear mom conference, I'll just do a little plug. plug do, it it. do it real quick is, um, a conference, for moms raising a child with Down syndrome. And when I say child, I mean a child to the mom, but it could be even in the belly, brand mm-hmm. new, in the belly, growing, mm-hmm. all the way up to an adult mm-hmm. with Down syndrome. So the moms are across the board in different seasons in the journey, in the walk, and we come and we get inspired, um, we get uplifted, we um, come together, share, what we're struggling with and we can all speak into it because um, we all know where we're coming from and so it's without judgment and it's with a lot of love dear mm-hmm. mom conference yeah 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 look us up yeah it's it's beautiful and i and when we were there this month um the mom in the room with the oldest child her son was 36 yep. yeah and the mom in the room with the youngest child was cooking in her belly yes so that, that's my favorite yeah. yeah and then everyone in between so it was, yeah. it's a really sweet space in a really sweet time so go over to dear mom conference subscribe yes do yeah, it yeah and, and stay in touch and yeah just just one more plug is that their the dear mom instagram account mm-hmm. is lovely because mm-hmm. it's constant flow of letters from moms to other moms mm-hmm. um of of children with down syndrome and it's so uplifting and encouraging and you know i just I, before we jump to hear all of these stories from these moms like we literally set up shop at a table yes um mm-hmm. out where people were passing by to get their food or, and and um it was such a dream because it was just like women we'd never met before stepping up 
to tell us how they see their influence Mm -hmm. and what it means to them. And I think all of you out there are going to love this because it's just stories of everyday people and what, what these moms are doing, all of us can do. Mm-hmm. Right. And already are, most yes. likely. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So without further ado, let's go hear from them. Hey, this is Micah here, live from the Dear Mom Conference, and we're going to be chatting with all kinds of women who are here today. And we're all just gonna be talking about what it means to own your influence in your spaces. Awesome. And I am here with Sonia. And Sonia, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and who um, who is in your life with Down syndrome and their name, how old they are? Okay. My name is Sonia Barker. And I have a beautiful little boy. His name is Liam. He's 10 years old. And he has made an amazing impact on my life. Um, what I have done to, to basically take the gift that I was given mm-hmm. has been early on when he was 18 months, I started a um, Down syndrome family support group out in the Temecula Valley. And uh, we influenced so many people and just really started with grassroots efforts and just meeting once a month and really providing uh, a place for families to feel that they were not alone and that there was opportunities for them to um, ask from resource perspective to social support perspectives to um, just knowing that other families were going through their own uh, life journey as they were. As of recent, um, from that, we were gonna, we are going to be hosting actually the very first Temecula Valley World Down Syndrome Day um, by lighting up the city of Temecula. Whoa! And so we're super excited, oh, and so cool. uh, we're gonna have a, a nice celebration. It starts at 6:30, and the ceremony starts at 7, and we're gonna light it up. And so we're inviting everyone around the valley to just come out and support, you know, family friends. Uh, so we're really excited about that as well as for myself i i have gone through this journey now for 10 plus years if you will and i have decided to pursue um coaching um so i actually am a personal development life coach Uh and i specialize specifically with moms that have children with special needs wow and um that has been a journey for me to to influence others in the possibilities of how they can empower themselves and really um, create encouragement and support for them as they go through their journey because ultimately they make the most positive impact on their child yeah and do you is it do you think that starting that support group and leading it was really what led you into coaching going Uh, hey I can do this and this is a gift I have and absolutely I it was in my heart to to help other families because see I knew how I felt when I was pregnant and knowing that my child was going to have Down syndrome and it felt lonely it Mm -hmm. felt scary and I just didn't know what I didn't know right and by starting the the support group such at such an early time for my son it's really my selfish way of surrounding myself yeah. with supportive you know people and parents and so it's been a wonderful uh, journey and it's changed in, in in the way that it shows up but it's still there yeah yeah 
Do you have any encouragement for any moms out there who are going, I, I want to I wanna do something to honor my kid. I want to be, um, you know, shouting the worth of my child in some way. Where do I even start? That's a wonderful question. And I think sometimes being present to your child and knowing that your child is almost like a personal guru to you growing and um, extending yourself from what you've always been yeah. that that in itself when you come out to um, your community or to your teachers and in, in education systems or the doctors that they see you representing um, a wonderful way of inclusion for everyone and regardless of how your child may or may not show up in the world, you're showing up in front of them and leading them because that was almost like the anointment you got as being this beautiful child's mom. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us and thank best you. of luck on, this is coming out on World Down Syndrome Day, so. Yeah. Um, so best of luck with the light up. What's yes. it called again? It's the Temecula. It's going to be down in the city of Temecula City Hall. And it's okay. going to, we're going to start at 630. We're going to have some light refreshments and we're going to light it up. It's going to be so, so awesome. awesome. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Sonia. Thanks. All right. I'm here with Taylor. Yay. And I'm so excited to talk to her. The new mom. Yeah. As of <laughs> how, a week ago? Last Friday. So Last just so Friday. seven days. Yeah just adopted little George. Yeah. Uh, so I just got to see a picture. Taylor, we're really excited for you. Congrats. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> this podcast has been an awesome resource for us as we've been entering this world. So we're excited. Taylor, we are talking all season about what it means to own your influence in your spaces. What mm -hmm. does it look like for you to shout the worth of your loved one with Down syndrome? And we would love to hear from you as you're just starting this journey. Yeah. What, is, what does that mean to you? So something um, that I've really been thinking about a lot that I, as I've been entering the space of mothering a person with Down syndrome is the idea that I'm, what I'm shouting specifically is that it doesn't take a hero to parent mm -hmm. a person with Down syndrome. Yes. I don't know if you've had that experience too, yes. but everybody goes, oh, you are so brave. As an adoptive parent, yeah. Yes, do you know what I'm saying? So it's the idea of like everybody's going, that's gonna be so hard, good for you. You're yep. so special to do that. You're, that baby is so lucky. And my husband and I are going, no, no, we're the lucky ones. We get this baby that needs a loving home and a loving family. And so what I'm specifically in shouting the worth of George, also trying to shout the worth of is that it doesn't take a special person to do it. It just, you know what I mean? It takes this, it takes a specific heart, but not a more special or a more um, giving or anything like, it's not a heroic act, yeah. if that makes sense. And I would even say, like you said, it takes a specific heart. I mm -hmm. would even add if you don't think you have that heart and you get a kid with Down syndrome, you do. Yeah, right? like absolutely. You have, it grows to it. You are everything you need to be mm -hmm. to raise a child with Down syndrome. Absolutely. As you are. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, no heroes here. No, right. Maybe Micah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing awesome. great. Taylor, thank you so much for thank sharing with you, us. Thank you, of course. Let us know where we can find you on social media. I'm at Chosen for Johnson. At Chosen for Johnson. All right, yeah. girl. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I'm here with, to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Stephanie Lariva. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks okay, so the much. question that we're asking everyone today is a version of how in your own sphere, in this own time and day for you in life, are you owning your influence and shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome? Um, I 
recently wrote a children's book called He Gave Them Something Extra, and it's in production right now. Awesome. It should be available soon. Um, and it was literally inspired just for my daughter, Sadie. I don't care if one copy sells. It's for my daughter and for her friends that we're going through this journey on with. Um, and it basically, the message is that God doesn't make mistakes, that these kids, there's nothing defective or um, lacking in them, that they are uh, worth shouting for, and they are gifts from God, and um, that the, I'm trying to change the world's perspective of Down syndrome. Love it. And when will it be available? Do I actually know? don't know. Okay. Um, I just got the email yesterday that it's in the production phase. So it's very exciting. I have no idea. So um, it should be available in the next two months. Oh, that's awesome. Will you let us know yes. when, it's, when it's ready? Yes, definitely. We would love to see it. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing with us. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. All right, we are here with a mother and her two daughters. I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. I'm Renee. And I'm Haley. I'm Grace. And we would love to hear about, um, well, tell us about the person you love with Down syndrome and, uh, and tell us a little bit about your story and how you are owning your influence where you are. All right. Um, well, so Isaac is my little brother and he has an extra chromosome. And this is Haley talking. Yes. <laughs> and um, he is six now and he is in kindergarten. So our journey kind of started when he um, he was getting ready for preschool. I'm a preschool teacher. And so we were really excited for, to have him come to school with us. And because, you know, I'm big sister, it was a lot easier to get him in a school setting where he was fully included. But that's always been kind of on my mom's heart and my heart is to have him fully integrated in our community as well as in his school with his peers. And so um, I'll get emotional, but... Um, <laughs> He, you're, um, you're in the right place for that girl. <laughs> exactly, right? So he absolutely rocked preschool. Like the kids just embraced him. They absolutely adored him. And, um, and he them. And he is super social. And we knew that this was the avenue that he needed to go into a fully integrated classroom. And we live in a small town. And um, the school that we were getting ready to have him placed in never had a fully included child. They had um, a, a special ed program and they had a few, you know, kind of push in services and push out services. They, they didn't really have anything set up. They never had a child that was fully integrated in the classroom. And so we started early. We started when he was in preschool, we started advocating. Um, and my mom really did an awesome job of advocating that she wanted him to be in the classroom, not in the special ed class, because that's not where he belongs. And so um, a big, long process of lots of IEP meetings and meeting with the principal and just opening their eyes to what that would look like. They're like, well, we, yeah. d we really don't know what we're doing. We're not sure how that would look. What is that going to be like? And like at that point, yeah. it's really funny. We're sitting in the IEP meeting and um, they said, well, we've never done this before. And I said, that's okay. I've never done this before either. <laughs> so we'll do it together. We'll figure it out. Yeah. 
and they just, they were awesome. They've just been really open to ideas. They really value our support and our input. And um, he is now fully integrated in his kindergarten classroom. Yeah. And um, we actually had a special, um, special day inclusion program shut down in our community. And those kids that are in his district now are going and being fully included so they in included, the class. It's amazing. It's, it is amazing. They've, they've just fully embraced him. And not just him, but embraced the idea that the kids are capable yes exactly and so it, it's just been it's just been amazing so my encouragement to the moms are just because a school says that they don't do that here or they can't do that push back that they, they can they just don't know how and they just need they just need some support and advocacy from the parent so I I say to my IEP team for my daughter and my son all the time I haven't done this either, right? Like none of us have done this, so let's figure it out together. Let's just be flexible and be learners. And when you get people who are, it's like such a narrative shift. Yes. Thank you guys for sharing that story. Thanks for working so hard. It's awesome. Hi friends, Mercedes here. Woo, I'm excited. I get to pop in here real quick during the fun lunchtime hour at Dear Mom Conference, and I'm here with Hollis. Hey, Hi. Mama. Hey, girl. <laughs> um, so, Hollis, I have a question for you. Yes. How are you owning your influence, your own influence? My own influence. So, I am a stepmama and a mama. Um, so, I first came into motherhood when I met my husband. He had two kids from his first marriage. So, I met them when they were six and eight. So, I learned a whole different way of being a mom. Like, you guys yes. know as some older children, right? It's, it's different. But I didn't know the baby part. And then we had Hudson. And he's our little one with Down syndrome. He's almost two. So, I guess he's not a baby. He's a toddler. Yes. Oh, Bubba. He's a toddler. <laughs> but... Enjoying it. But when I got our diagnosis of Down syndrome, I felt like we had a really unique story to tell from our family because, mm-hmm. you know, families aren't nuclear like they used to be. Yeah. And you have, I don't know, maybe sticky kind of relationships or right. boundaries or things that you have to start to walk around. And I felt that that was very similar to what we were starting to go through in the special needs community. So like many other moms, feel compelled to write or to share your story, whether that's through video or photo, right? There's got to be a visual representation of what that is. So I started a blog, started sharing what our life was like. And and yes, it's probably a little more on the positive side, right? We want to always share that message of hope with people, but it's also real. Like, hey, sometimes being a stepmom is like the Disney movies. She's evil and wicked and you have to do some not fun things, but sometimes it's not at all like that. Like it's very wonderful. And so to watch my children who are 12 and 14 watch over their two-year-old brother and what does it mean to treat people who are different than you when you're a teenager? And that is hard. Like you all just want to fit in and everyone wants to be liked and you don't want to be different. So I own my influence by, by, showing people that different is okay. Yes. That doing things that aren't typical or normal, don't you hear right. that word, or regular. <laughs> or regular. Uh, regular. Um, that it's okay. Yeah. And there's a lot, I mean, there's ups and downs, but just be authentic and real about it and people are going to appreciate that. And the more that we see those differences, the less they seem different. Oh, I love that. Don't Hollis, you think it's true? Yes. What's your blog? Holding Moonbeams. Oh, I Holding love Moonbeams. They're, moon they're, you know, I know. So I'm a musical nerd. Yeah. Sound of Music. Oh. They talk about Maria and how she, you know, she's this person. Exactly. 
So the concept being, should they say, how do you hold a moonbeam in your hands? And I was like, yeah, that's it. Our kids are moonbeams. You hold on to them, but you're not really holding on to them. You have to like let go at the same time as protecting them. Oh. So I know <laughs> there are little moonbeams. There are these bright little people in our lives and we get to help them grow into the people that they're going to be as adults, but we hold on to them for this very special time. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks girlfriend. Thank you. Moonbeams. Thanks guys. I'm so excited. Okay. I'm here with two good friends who have in common that they both have children with down syndrome. I'm going to let them introduce themselves and then they're going to tell us about how they're owning their own influence in their lives in their own specific ways in the Down syndrome community. So please introduce yourself, friends. My name is Caitlin Braden. And my name is Corey Young. And we are um, really good friends. We met um, on Instagram, actually. Yeah. (laughs) And then we um, found out that we were about an hour and a half away from each other. And um, since then, we've just continued to build that relationship and build that friendship. And um, yeah, our daughters are really close in age. So it's so nice to be able to go through this journey with someone still in California, but in a different area and just be able to cry together, laugh together, just go through all of kind of the emotions that you do as a full, we're first time moms. So I think that that's something that we have in common too. So how old are your daughters? 20 months. <gasps> Birdie. Yeah. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chloe is 19 months. Your guys' kids are named Birdie and Chloe and they're best friends. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're both also on the Infantino website. As, as they should be as models so which uh we got to experience together so that's i feel like in a way we're influencing people every day um and i think like yeah so that's awesome <laughs> it's been it's been really interesting to utilize um utilize instagram as a way to um, influence other people and just um, helping people to recognize that down syndrome is very beautiful mm-hmm. and life as a as a mom um you know, of, of a child who has, um, who has Down syndrome is a really good life. So hundred percent. And I definitely feel like in my area, I live in Monterey County and, um, the support group, um, that I started becoming a part of was it's called magic babies. And, um, I have learned so much from these women because they have older kids. And now through that, I feel like I'm breathing new life into Mm. the group and um, we're learning from each other, which I never thought I could do. So like, to me, that's really amazing. When you say you never thought you could do, that you never I, thought you could do. I never thought I could influence someone else that had a child with Down syndrome that was older. I don't know, I just thought this journey for me is I'm learning from everyone else, kids that are older, yeah. and people that have already stepped in these steps, you know? And so for me to bring something to the table and they're like, oh, I need to try that, and I'm like, mm. Okay, like it's just, it feels good. It feels really good. I love it. It's that idea of being a lifelong learner. Yes. That we all have something to contribute and we all have something to learn all the time, 100%. forever. Yeah. And we're better off for it. Yeah. I love it. Two best friends. Yeah. I'm thinking of Wicked. And That's right. Best kid friends. <laughs> Two good friends. Two, Two best, best friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, it's seriously just <laughs> been so down. awesome. Like we've we've just loved um, getting to to experience life together. That just mm-hmm. Corey and I just getting to um, go on all these really cool adventures together. That I mean, we never would have met each other. You know, I mean. We're totally different people. <laughs> we are totally different people yep. um, brought together by this one special, unique chromosome. And two extra babes. Yeah. Two extra babes that just, yeah, it's, um, it's amazing. Love it. Thanks, girls, for sharing. Thank you. Oh. Will you ladies tell us your Instagram handles? Yes. Um, Chloe's is She's Just So Extra. She is. And it's going to be my name. It's going to be Corey Tyler. So K-O-R-I and then T-Y-L-E-R. Yeah. Chloe and Birdie for life. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. All right. I'm here with Monica from Sacramento. Monica, will you tell us a little bit about your son, how old he is? John Michael is 11 and a half. All right. And, um, and we are asking everybody, what, is it, what does it look like to own your influence, to, to shout the worth, be an advocate for people with Down syndrome in your spaces? Um, and so will you tell us a little bit about what that has meant for you? For me, it has been connecting people, sharing John Michael's story. I started blogging way back when he was a baby. And, and he's 11, so he's that was 11. in the beginning of blogs. <laughs> exactly, before <laughs> Facebook, right? So um, I blogged consistently until he was a, you know, starting school, and then there's less to talk about, it seems like, for a while. Um, met a lot of great moms, and then through social media, when Facebook became really popular, um, I, I met, uh, well, through blogging, actually, I met some local moms in Sacramento. We met at a park, and um, our kids were within nine months of each other, and we became mm-hmm. really good friends, and that started a group called The Sisterhood, and uh-huh. we, we call it The Sisterhood. It's in Sacramento. It's, it's greater Sacramento region, and it's grown to um, 300 moms. That's amazing. And we're just there to support the new moms, um, IEP help, support, mental support, whatever, you know, medical help, whatever we're, you know, we're being asked to do, and we have meetups. It's, it's been really great. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. And then on Facebook, posting about my son, all the positive stuff that happens, I, I feel like that's how we can advocate. We can share that our life is so normal. We have five kids, he's number four, and um, just showing that having a kid with Down syndrome isn't like doom and gloom, like we're having right. a great life. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah. And you were saying something to me about um, you're, you're a wellness coach, is that right? I am a certified health coach, yes. So I um, started a Facebook group also called Healthy Living for Special Needs Moms. And that I started in September. It's been great. It's been fun. We do some little like fitness challenges, post recipes, um, you know, like support for, you know, if you're having a really bad day, you know, just different things. It's, it's been good. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, Monica, thank you so much for sharing with us and telling us a little bit about your life. Thank you. It's been great. Today's episode is sponsored by Jonas Paul Eyewear. Stylish kids' glasses with an impact. Mercedes, you know about style. Your babies are the coolest. You know it. So tell us how cute these glasses are. Listen, it's so hard to find on-trend glasses for kids. 
These are the cutest kids glasses out there. Heather's Macy wears them all the time and gets all kinds of positive feedback about her cute, cute glasses. I mean, what's, what is the point of wearing glasses if they don't make you look amazing? 100%. So Merce, have you ever used a home try-on kit for glasses? No, but it sounds super fun and it's kind of like you're playing dress up. Totally. So we have Jonas Paul glasses at my house. This past year, Brooks, my eight-year-old, needed glasses, so we got a home try-on kit from Jonas Paul. And Brooksy is a kid who loves looking good. He legit wore a bow tie all on his own for picture day. So having a kid at home was perfect for him. They sent us seven frames that he had all week to walk around in and make his own opinion. And it was so nice to not have that hurry, we have 10 minutes in a store with fluorescent lights to decide kind of feeling. When he picked out his frame, we put in our order online and shipped the box of trial glasses back with the free shipping label provided. Super easy. Okay, so you have Jonas Paul glasses at your house and so does Heather. Yes, and I asked Heather about Mason's experience with them. We all know that getting glasses to fit on our kids with Down syndrome can be difficult. That flatter nose bridge, the lower set ears, all of that can make getting glasses to fit a challenge. Heather says their nose pads are designed specifically for children's noses. And the best part for Macy is that Jonas Paul glasses all have these unique adjustable tips so you can bend them for a custom fit and the glasses fit Macy's face perfectly. These glasses are also so affordable. Half the price of most of the children's glasses out there. And here's the best part. Every frame sold prevents childhood blindness in the developing world. And for first time customers, Customers, Jonas Paul is offering 15% off. Just use the promo code the lucky few at checkout. So get yourself over to JonasPaulEyewear.com to learn more. Friends, we're back, and it was so fun to get to listen to those stories. Back, I did some of the interviews, so I've heard them already, but it was so sweet to get to listen to them, and I hope that that was meaningful for all of you listening. And now that we're back, it is time for our favorite, most exciting moment of every episode that happens at the end of the episode, and it's called Good Good News. Time for some good news. Time for some good news today. And as always, if you want to leave good news, we want you to text it in. We want you to call it in. We want you to leave a voicemail. So you're going to go to the luckyfewpodcast.com and you're going to find all the information that you need to leave us your good news. And you can call it in and record it. Yes. And we want you to do that. And remember that this is a moment to share what you're celebrating in the life of your child or your loved one with Down syndrome. So just, you don't have to say anything else to us. Just keep it short and sweet and tell us what is happening for you guys and what you're celebrating. So let's go to it, y'all. Hey, it's Emma from Michigan. Um, I just want to say I love the Lucky Few pod. And my good news is that I am studying elementary education. um, And I just did a project on advocating Down syndrome inclusion in classrooms. And I aced it. So thank you guys for inspiring me. 
Um, love you all. Bye. My name is Della Rose, and I'm seven years old. I have a baby brother. His name is Bo. He's 18 months old, and he started walking today. We're very proud. Go, Bo. Hi, my name is Kelsey Claire, and I'm calling with some good news for the Lucky Few podcast. I have two sisters that happen to have Down syndrome, one younger, one older. So um, Down syndrome is like the most normal thing in my life. Um, I, I love my sisters, and I'm director of a children's theater in our local community. And um, I recently kickstarted a theater program specifically designed for our friends with um, special needs. It's been really cool to see these kids interact, and I'd say the biggest payoff, honestly, yeah, we get to include kids of all abilities in our community in our theater program, and that's been such good news, such a blessing. But um, I'd say the biggest um, blessing and, and good news to report is watching these peers, these kids that have grown up doing theater, but maybe have not been exposed to um, our friends with um, just different abilities than them. And it's been really cool to see these worlds collide. And that's our good news. That's cool things happening in Prescott, Arizona. To all the mamas out there who shared their stories with us today, thank you so much. You are all advocates and shouters of worth. Yes, thank you. And as always, a big thank you to our assistant, Valerie Schleider, our editor and producer, Andy Lara, our sponsor, and all of you who have shared the Lucky Few podcasts with your friends who have listened faithfully and cheered us on. And don't forget to subscribe. Do that right now. Subscribe and then leave us a review. So do us a favor. As soon as we're done here, go ahead and leave a review. It means a lot. And the more reviews there are, good or bad, um, it just gets out there. More mm-hmm, people will mm-hmm. see it. And we think that's important. And you can do that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember that you, our dear, beautiful listener, out there loving your kid, you are a shouter of worth. You are a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. And we here are cheering you on. And we will see you next week, Monday, on the Lucky Few Podcast. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Lucky Few Podcast. Review our show on iTunes and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all social media at The Lucky Few Pod. Subscribe on our website for ongoing updates at theluckyfewpodcast.com. Tell us about your good news by leaving us a voicemail or text at 424-442-9147. Our show is edited and produced by Andy Lara at andylikeswords.com. See you next time.